When I think iconic Raiders duos, I think of Stuart and Daly, Leilua and Rapana, and what about McCrone and Williams? Ha! What a combination they were. And then you got these two clowns, Blake and the Pork. Some would argue they ain't necessarily watch much footy, and some may even say they know less about footy than Clive Palmer knows about a low-carb diet. Ha! But by gee, do they bleed green. And how good is that? Back for another season for their four loyal listeners, the third most popular Raiders podcast, Raiders Review with Blake in the Pork. Hello and welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And we are joined by Hollywood Madeline Evers, all the way from Canberra, 2902, represent. Represent. How are you, gentlemen? It's so glad to be back for this amazing season. We've had some news today, which is an exciting, but yeah, it was, what a great it was, off-season. We were hoping you'd be super, joining super us. Super, pumped. We were hoping you'd be joining us on uh, uh, Happier Circumstances. I had this whole rundown for today's show, and it was just positive, and it was just glowing. We almost recorded yesterday, which would have been kind of made the episode kind of obsolete Redundant. before we released it. But the plan for this episode was just basically Reasons to be Cheerful, Part 1, 2, and 3. Yeah. And now there's just gear grinding, um, pork on the burst, you name it. No, it's not pork on the burst. It's, <laughs> you've forgotten everything. And look, this is the uh, the podcast formerly known as the third most popular Raiders podcast. Uh, we're brought to you by the Greenhouse with the sponsorship, dubious sponsorship of the Greenhouse. The It gets less dubious by the year. Really? Well, they, the... they seem to be more embracing it. They seem to be more embracing it. Yeah, well, as long as Sharky, you know, doesn't yeah. put his head over the parapet again. Yeah. Uh, uh, Landspeed Records, of course, come in and buy your LPs, your CDs, your clothing, other paraphernalia from people who love the Camper Raiders as much as you do. And we're also brought to you by the good people at Audio Technica. Audio Technica, yeah. A microphone company from Japan. They've got a base here in Australia and they've provided us with a whole bunch of microphones mm-hmm. to play around with this year. So uh, we're still using the old one because I haven't used, worked out how you use the new ones yet. But yeah, if you want to get into podcasting, they've got a little podcast pack that they, they sell. So I highly recommend Audio Technica microphones. And, uh, oh, welcome. Any, any company that wants to get behind a, a podcast like ours or any other podcast, you've got to support it. So thank you, Audio Technica. That's Indeed. Awesome. Indeed. So our first question to you, before we move on to football, what the hell happened on Celebrity MasterChef? I got stitched up, ladies and gentlemen. The truffle. I got truffled. Anyway, um, I had a great time on that show. I, last time we spoke was leading into the end of the season and it was um, before that they'd aired the show, but after I think yeah. that I'd filmed and, it. And, and you sort of imp- you, you implied that you hadn't won, mm. but you gave the impression that you'd done all right. But I, you went home like the second week or something, didn't you? Ah, Jesus. Like, no, it wasn't the second week. Um, Look, I, I can cook better than some of the guys that lasted longer than me. But Archie in Thompson. saying that, <laughs> Archie Thompson, in saying that, I love Archie. I really do. 
but in saying that, um, in the blindfold test, I got a truffle before pineapple and cucumber and all kinds of very simple baby foods came up. So I think I got stitched up. But in the honestly, I I decided to do that show to try and spend some time with the chefs and try and learn as much as I could. Not really try and win it or anything. And and I um I learned a lot of Jock. So I was I was pleased to be involved in it and. And now I've introduced my kids to a bit more cooking. But So is there any um, truth to the fact that there was a Melbourne Storm plant in there who recognised you were a Raiders man and basically stitched you up? Is that true? Yeah, he took out my knee, a la Jared Croker. In the <laughs> I knew. I knew what it was. They're out to get us. Cameron Smith, just from behind. Just, 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 just like Ricky <laughs> said last week about Rappiners, you know, it's just the NRL. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Yeah, anyway. Oh, don't get us started on that. Anyway, no, I just want you... I just want you to know I'm you're a great say, disappointment to us. That's all, okay? Oh, thank you. Well, I, I'd like to live up to the lime green. I'd yeah. like to know that at least... You didn't just let yourself down. You let Blake and the pork down as well. Yeah. And, you know, we hold very high standards for you know, people to come on this show. You weren't just brought on here to be the eye candy, mate. you got to, you know, get some runs on the board as well. Well, I didn't want to cook pork. I got nervous about any time they said, can you cook some pork? I'm like, well, he kind of cooks himself. Most How do you think I got the name? So, yeah. But it's no, mate, I enjoyed it. And I'm glad Rui won. Like, Rui, I mean, without getting too serious, obviously. Um, Nick's a legend of a bloke, and, and he had a great charity to support. And I'm really happy that he won it because he went. it was a small-time family charity, and it's super awesome that yeah, he's the one. Yeah, but the, the only problem the is AFL players win every um, mm. it's every it's uh, it's reality rigged. show in Australia. It's rigged. It's because they take it so seriously because their sport's so boring. I mean, Yeah, fair enough. It's true. It's the problem true. is some of those guys are going home most nights, and they were cooking until 2 or 3 in the morning, and I was just trying to catch up with mates that went to Melbourne. Well, that's good. And trying to play golf. So, good. Anyway. Excellent. All right. Well, we should probably talk about football. Bloke. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to be one of those shows that you listen to for the first 10 minutes and they've just been talking about what they've done over the summer. You know, we Mm. want to actually get to the point. Yeah, no, we do. Yeah, well, they're Supercoach Fantasy teams (laughs) at the end of the Oh, for goodness (laughs) sake, Supercoach Fantasy. So, right, we've got, obviously, the big news is the wonder kid, the the boy we had all the hopes on, Jamal Fogarty. He's done his knee. He'll be out till round 17. Have they actually said, I haven't found, I sort of saw all the release and stuff. They've actually said, yeah, but what actual injury is it? But no, actually said what it is. No, I haven't. They haven't said that, but it's a. Knee. It's obviously not ACL, and it's not. Oh, well, you don't know. MCL. What's it's, what's? That, well, if it, if he's come back after four months, it can't be a, a, an ACL. No. So it's, it sounds like, like six an, weeks. It sounds like an MCL slash like PCL. But who knows? It I'll, could I'll be MCL PCL with a clean up. It's tricky because he did an interview as that game was ending, just as Torch was coming on at the Central Coast, and he seemed happy, you know, but obviously uh, the adrenaline's left his body and everything's cooled down. He's got a niggle and they've checked it. And um, It's sad. It's really sad. It's, it's, but you it, know, it opened the door for somebody else. Yeah. Who knows? It could have happened any time. Could have happened at training. Could have happened round one, but Ricky hates trials, and I think this will reaffirm his, his why mm-hmm. he hates trials because, yep. yeah, there's nothing worse than seeing one of your stars go down. Oh, and what's more is the fact that Jack, you know, after a bit of a rough start, started playing football, and that's what we really wanted to see. Someone didn't he? Let... Didn't he look good after someone went off at half time? And oh, shut up! <laughs> uh, even before that, mate, I'll, I will get into it. But <laughs> that he had his hands on the ball, three plays leading up to his try. But I'm, I actually, I'm with Rick. I obviously live over here in the states. I think you got to scrap trials. I think these these teams and these players are worth so much money yeah and like rick said in that pre-match they, they do so much contact 
leading up into the season. There's no need for these trials. I, I don't see the point. And I know now Fox are getting some more free rugby league out of it because they're televising it. Yeah, it's you know, huge. And, KO and trying to get more subscribers. But it's yeah. just like, there's no need for them. It really isn't. No, agreed. The season's already long enough. Well, losing Fogarty's really put a dampener on it. Look, um, but uh, talking about Hodjo, um, who's still one of my very favourite players of all time, um, I had uh, not the world's greatest event happen to me over January when my uh, father passed away, but um, I had Hodjo, Ryan Sutton, Jared Croker and C. Soliola come and uh, carry B.E.'s pallbearers, which... Um, was really really nice on a really crappy day it was really nice to see the club actually supporting dad who you know was a 30-year member and me as well at the same time so you know like a lot of people have bad things to say about josh hodgson but i will never number amongst them oh, i've never said he's a bad guy i still like him mm. i just think that the game oh, mate, has I'm... passed him by oh uh, yeah i don't know mate i mean there's there's two points there there's obviously the point when it comes to josh and the community and no one can ever question that like his commitment to the the club and the team has been as much as anyone I think that's born green for the last, you know, 20 years. But And to see him there for such a strong figure in the Canberra community, you know, someone that changed the Canberra landscape. I remember when Questacon opened. It was an incredible event. And kids from around the nation were coming down to get excited with science. My son now is seven and he'd rather be interested in science than be interested in any sport so i'm i'm so thankful for having quest to come when i grew up um and we all got on the on the bag you know josh last year and but i saw some really good signs in that game against manly mate i'm i'm back on the hodgson bandwagon he should be starting at number nine and i'm i'm really i think we're a better side with him in it and, I, and i'll I oh, definitely i don't think we've got a chance without him in the side and i i would be pushing at this stage with fogarty out and i know you know not everyone's behind me on this one is i'd want hodgson at seven he can pass we know that he's good at it he can kick he's good at it we know that he'll make his tackles and he can run the side put him at seven Put him at seven. Now, I yeah. know that the side's going to go with Schneider. That's going to be the option going through. It's the, it's the right option. I want to go it with Hodgson right because option. I think the window is open with Hodgson there. The window is open. We can win with Hodgson at seven. We can win with Schneider, mate. I've, what I've seen in Schneider, he was slick. He ran the club against the Roosters in that test, mate, in that first trial. And in the second one, he's got a big body. He can defend. I... There's more ceiling with Schneider. Um, you give him the first three or four games. He is, without doubt, for me, the chance. And we, we heard all last year. Like, this is the kid that is the future, is the future, is the future. And then we got to see Sam Williams rolled out for two months. It's ridiculous. If we yeah, get Schneider... Uh, no, and I agree with that. I mean, my, I, my point is this. Can he control Jack? Will Jack listen to him? Will Jack have faith in him and do what he says? Jack will do that with Hodge, though. And that's the secret. Yeah, we cannot win without playing. Jack playing well. If you got Josh playing number nine, and then you got Elliot Whitehead playing that first or second receiver, and if you if you look at the influence that Fogarty had in that last game against Manly, he barely touched the ball, but he when he needed to, he just he straightened the line and he went out the back. Schneider can do that, and Schneider could probably do that even better. Like I'm, I'm I was I was really impressed with Schneider in that first game against the Roosters, more so than I ever expected. You know, we've all heard about him being the future of the club, and I, I he couldn't have been better. Yeah. Look, I, look, I hope you're right. That's the way they're going anyway. Um, other sad news in the off-season was the, the loss of Peter Mulholland. Yeah, terrible. Terrible news. Great guy. Never met him, but great guy by all accounts. Did and, meet um, him. 
um, really, really good bloke, fantastic credentials, loved by all who spoke yeah. to him. I've never heard anyone say a bad, and I've heard someone say a bad word about pretty much everyone in that tunnel. Yeah. Not about him. So Sad yeah. news for the entire league, I think. You watched how the entire league got behind his passing and he had an influence on giving kids around you know, um, rural Australia a chance. And the amount of kids that actually had a career because of him is pretty special. Yeah, that's true. And the other big news out of the off-season was our very own uh, Blake and the Pork uh, 2021 reigning player of the year, Jordan Rappiner, decided to go get himself a DUI. <laughs> It was not a good move. I was really disappointed in, yeah. in Geordie Raps, I've got to say. Yeah. Like, it, you kind of thought that he's now is the time for him to step up into that leadership role yeah. to set an example for the younger guys. I mean, Corey Horsburgh goes DUI. It's, it's not... Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's kind of be expected, but, yeah. but, but Jordan Rappiner, he's in his 30s now. Yeah. He's just had a kid. I remember on one of the first episodes of the podcast, we were saying what a steadying influence he was to have in the side mm. because he could keep um, BJ in check. As much as anyone could, yes. <laughs> But he sort of since Where BJ's left, it? since BJ's left, he's, he's yeah, yeah he's taken on he's taken on the BJ role. He's now he's now no longer keeping the loose cannon in check. He is the loose cannon. Well, he's nowhere near as loose as BJ was anyway. But I mean, put on top of that, his predilection for doing shoulder charges for no apparent reason. We won't see him for the first two weeks. Um, so that's a bit disappointing with Fogarty out as well. So up against the shark in the first round, that's. Um, that's going to be interesting. But, you know, in the off-season, we also did see something very important in the, the Greenhouse, um, the dubious sponsor of Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork, the podcast formerly known as the third most popular Raiders podcast. Um, and it, uh, there were some interesting results, Blake. They ran a poll. Mm. What is the number one Canberra Raiders podcast? And look, we did very well in the poll, surprisingly well. Mm. At one stage on Twitter, you know, we were actually ahead on the poll. There you go. But then all the pork haters came out and... Oh, it's all the people who again. But it was people from other podcasts and um, pork haters all voted and we got voted down. But anyway, yeah, so the new rankings are out. Green Machine Podcast, no surprise. Our friends there, still number one, as mm-hmm. we've always said they were. We came into number two. Number and then two with a bullet. Number two with a bullet. And then, then quite a considerable gap to behind the limelight, the official Raiders with, podcast. With Benny Pollock. Yeah, and then uh, in last place, bringing up the rear, the Raider Nick podcast yeah quite clearly quite yes. outstandingly yes wow. well nick he's disputing the whole thing mm-hmm. he said no one told him about the poll he said it's fake news he said that it's rigged and he wants it to be run again mm-hmm. and uh, he's actually sent in a message just on how he feels about his standing so we'll just play that now howdy raider nick here we're number one the raider nick podcast is the best it's the number one Canberra raiders podcast going around our listeners that reach four figures weekly. Right. Yep. Did he say four listeners? Is, four. That, is, is that as many as we've got? Four figures, I believe. Oh, I thought he figures. said four listeners. Four listeners. Four listeners. Four listeners. Um, well, look. Four letters in his name. Yeah, well, that's true. There are. Look, now, I know a lot of people are out to go get Nick at the moment, but I've got to tell you, he is one good-looking man. I mean, I don't... You've got a, you've got a thing from having your brain I don't pop. bat that way, but if I did... He's my, you know, yeah, no, he's fine looking dude. Fine looking Speaking dude. Of good looking, just asking. How, uh, how about the Green Machine podcast trying to get behind old Harvey Smith Shield? Have they got a little a little thing for Harley? Because they keep contacting me about, like, Maddie, can you 
tweet about Harley, can you try and get the NRL <laughs> hottest 100 or whatever it was? And I was like, all right, Solzy, let's just pump the brakes on who's the hottest rugby league player and just try and pick our first 17. He does I have think, a cheeky, think, devilish grin. I think they were trying to, they said they were trying to cheer him up because he was, you know, he just suffered that, that, uh, that, yeah. that season ending injury. And I think that maybe they're a bit you inspired need, about You need the, some hamstring. Yes. So, well, yes. Let, let, let's look at the preseason and the shock that's been. So, we've lost Harley Smith Shields, who I've got huge raps on. We've lost Fogarty, who was, you know, the golden haired boy coming into this season. And Rappers decided that getting suspended is the name of the game. So, really, a shitty way to start the year. You do, you do feel sorry for Rick. I mean, I know a lot of people don't feel sorry for Rick, I do. but you really do have to feel so- like it's like what, what's next? Mm. You know, we're just cursed. Yeah. As a club, we as a cursed. team. I went into the season, you know, yesterday I was quite optimistic about things. And now I'm like, no, no, this is this is what we get. Maybe this is what happens to us. we to do one of those sessions where you go and you actually formally wash off curses. We've discussed it. Yeah, you, where we get some sort of shaman in to wash off the curse and, and get everyone involved and do that sort of thing just to... We might to, have to, I think. Where's the Crookwell Witch when we need her? Yeah, well, we need a Crookwell Witch. Surely um, Toots Croker, the original, <laughs> would know where that is. He's from, he's from Crookwell Way. But, okay, so the trials. Now, you've already said uh, you were impressed by Schneider and that. Uh, who else impressed you, Matt? Oh, mate, I, I've watched them now uh, multiple times back, and I've been impressed by a lot of the players, actually, that played in the trials. Um, that first trial, obviously, we were trying combinations, but we're also trying a completely new way of playing. You know, quite wide off the ruck, two passes, and we were relying on Elliot Whitehead at 13. And I... I I was really impressed with not just Schneider and Schiller on the wing, that young kid that we signed um, from St. George, who I think was in the Riverina prior to that. But Brett Mullen's nephew. I thought, Valamite, I thought Valamite played pretty well. And I also thought, you know, obviously everybody knows Savage did pretty well in that first trial. Um, and Adam Elliott played big minutes. And then in, going into the, into the second trial, where we, we started most of our, you know, probably first string players that we're looking at playing in the first round, obviously without CNK. Um, I was really impressed with just our contact, the way that we, we were up for the, you know, the defensive contact. And, and if you look at our intent, um, we really wanted to put something on Manly. Manly beat us in that really important game last year, which kind of put us behind the eight ball leading into the, the semifinals. And, you could see Jackson turn in defence. He gave it to Daly a couple of times. They were Hudson Young was trying to get under Kieran Foran's skin, and and then just looking at the way that we defended, you know, whether it was Tomoko on that um, try saver, or whether it was the way that our our forwards just really had a lot of intent in defence. I was really really impressed with the way that we played. And if you look at that try that um, Jack scored, he touched the ball the three rucks prior to it. He touched it. On the try, he touched it on the right-hand side of the field, and then he was the one actually with only a minute to go try to get it to the right. So I got really high hopes for the way that we're going to play. Like I think Jack's got a bit of a free-roaming. He's not just going to sit out on the left. Um, you know, and obviously there's a few contentious positions. You know, whether who's going to play um, right center on because yeah, right the, center. The, the scramble and defense was great. It right, really scram- was. Scramble and defense was terrific, uh, and the effort there, the contact. You're right. There was a lot of effort to put on big shots, but. The manly tries came down that right side, and and mm. I, semi look, he's put on a lot of size. Mm. He's a powerful runner of the ball. He showed one nice pass to put away um, Schiller, uh, but it's still rushing out of the line, yeah, you know. And 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 and. Yeah, but I, I, I watched that game again, mate. I, I'm I'm 
I'm on the semi train, and I'll go down. Like I'll I'll go down now on this. Shouldn't be the semi trailer. <laughs> no, it should be the semi trailer. Absolutely should. I'll go down on this podcast now. I'm 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 in. I'm I'm way in, man. Like I'm. I think he is a special player, and um, you know, these trials. It's all about combinations. Like Jack dropped as many balls as Semi did, you know, and. And a couple of other players made as many mistakes defensively in their reads as Semi did. He 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 shut down Tommy a few times, and he he managed to also shift the ball from the right to the left and attack in both those games against the Roosters and against um, Manly and isolate the other halfback or the I other. I certainly like his ball running. There's no question his ball running is powerful. Are we still talking about Semi? Semi's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, he's a work in progress. I still think there's a lot of potential. I don't think he's in my team come round one. He is someone that, like, you know, we know that reserve grade didn't get, barely got to play last year and, you know, he had injuries and stuff. But he's someone that needs to play. If he's in that trial at that point for that long, he's seriously been looked at. I know, he would 100%. not have done it otherwise. 100%, but, but I don't know if it's I mean, the right call. The number one if, thing- if you look at other, like, Fijian Union converts, right? Ravawala and Mike Acevo. Yeah. Well, they were work in progresses for a while as yeah, well. Yeah. And then, and you look at both of them, all their defence and their handling yeah. has improved. So I'm not going to say that there's not still a lot of room for improvement in semi. There definitely is. But I just don't know if he's quite ready to be thrown in because I think he'll be really targeted if he's oh, defending a right centre. Certainly anyone we put up is going to be targeted. Croker's going to be targeted. I think the only real lay down I've got that's definitely in the centres is Tomoko. I think he's yeah, got it's tricky one. though because he played left center the whole time, right? I know. So but last back end of last he, year, he was right. If you if you watch the games, it feels like Semi's going to be playing. But yeah, I, you, I've got that vibe uh, too. If you're a, if, if you're an avid Raiders supporter, which clearly our listeners are right now, um, Jared Croker did an interview yesterday, and that made me think maybe he's getting the pick. So it's 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 a really tricky one because I watching the game back, I'm like Semi's got the spot. Um, but you know, and, we you, know, and you're playing Tomoko on the left. You got Semi on the right. Tomoko on the left. Yeah, but we all and know you're leaving conservative. Toots stranded so, on 292 games. 291. 291. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm not, and but, Ricky's not. Ricky's going to put him in if he's fit. Toots Croker is going to be playing. He's going to be playing not just because he's got nine games. Ricky will play him if he thinks he's good. And and Blake said this before. Four, four matches. And also, here's the. Other, I reckon Rick guarantees him four matches. The other problem is. We just lost our backup goal kicker as well. So there's yeah. another reason for Croker to be back in the side. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Fogarty's a handy goal kicker, but, well, he's he's not going to be taking the kicks now. And then if we don't have uh, Croker in the side, then we're back to Rapper taking the kicks, and that's not great. Well, Rapp's not in the side, so we yeah. don't even have well, that exactly. at the moment. So, exactly. But I think Schiller's a kicker. So Sorry, not Schiller. Um, Schneider's Schneider. a kicker. So that's Schneider. probably where that's going to go. Yeah, but he, in that game against the Roosters, he missed one... Or even against the Seagulls, he missed one from like. Yeah, no, I saw that. So. <laughs> Mike, I just saw Dave Ferdinand miss one from right front once. I saw Mal miss heaps. <laughs> oh, Mal's a different kettle of fish. Now, the, the word on Fogarty is, is meniscus, is what his injury is to his knee. It's a meniscus injury, um, which is not wonderful. Um, it's not the end of the world, but it's, it's you know, four, it is a four month injury if it's, if it's got that tear. So um, that's a bit of a pain. Look, the person who impressed me the most and it was in the first trial, was Xavier Savage. Not because he spectacularly did anything absolutely marvellous, like he didn't set the world on fire, and I think he's going to come in to Rapa's wing spot, and that's where he should go. There's no way in the world I'm having CNK out of number no, one. No. The, there's no mistake for no. me that CNK being at full back made our defence look so much better in every regard, and I know that's where Ricky's putting the stuff, but Savage's speed and his ability to turn sideways through a line 
um, was remarkable and it's getting better and better. Him coming back mm-hmm. on a ball return or even as a second receiver and offload, he's going to go through a gap. And he's better off the offload. If you're not right on top of him, you're not yeah, stopping him. He's he's better off the offload. The problem with the ball returning is they, obviously Manly especially, had a plan to catch him and drive him back. Yeah, and, and we saw that last yeah, year Yeah, but it well. wasn't even that. It wasn't as... The, the media have picked up on it and said that they overturned him and all that stuff. I watched the game three times now. It wasn't that crazy. He just had a couple of bad runs, you know, like, and it just, it was a wet game with a wet underfoot. You know, he, he still, he still doesn't quite get into the right defensive positions as a fullback. And that's where CNK is unbelievable. I've always had CNK as yeah, my always. number one. Even I'd... last year, he's just, he, I have him as one of the top three or four fullbacks. And he's not on the super coach stats and all that bullshit, but no, that's right. he was so we good defensively. Shit. He's, we hate all that stuff. And look, and and with if they target Xavier down that side, if CNK comes up and gives support and takes those hard runs, and the second run out of dummy half is Xavier, they're not going to be able to force him Absolutely. back out of that, and they're going to have to be quick. And that's the way they 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 work yeah. it. So please target him down that end, CNK, make allowance for it, do that dirty run, and then let Xavier come either as the first receiver off the ruck or taking off dummy half fast because again he takes off so quick that he's either going to catch you offside, not standing straight at marker, or he's going through. Yeah. Well, the, the CNK, CNK at the back, though, as well, is like, I think, you know, we can all fall in love with, on the back of Pappenhausen and stuff, these guys are so fast out of the back. But, yep. you know, the defensive fullback is still oh. such an invaluable thing. And especially maybe we watch these games early in the season when, um, you know, it's a cricket score. Yep. And you see these guys scoring tries. But at the back end of the season, when um, the games were a lot tighter and the scores were lower, Edwards for the Panthers. Yeah, I think in a couple of games he saved three or four tries. Yeah. You know, and it's that was probably the difference in the end was his yeah. defence as opposed to you know you can have Matt Dufty score two tries, yeah. but if he lets in three, three yeah, what's in the negative? CNK is not going to, and he's that yeah, last exactly. line defence. You know, that when Jack was at fullback for all those years, you knew he wasn't the world's best fullback, but you knew it didn't matter who got through one on one, he was no worse at any stage than a fifty percent chance of stopping whoever it was. You know, it might not be legal had, to tackle Yeah, him, I've had CNK at number one since the very beginning. And, you know, I thought Savage could fit in on the wing potentially. And I didn't even think even round one. And obviously after that first trial, I, I, I've squeezed him in. Ruffers out, but he's, he's, he's got that talent, right? All right. But, so talking about our teams for, like, for round one, I think we go through them. Like, I've definitely got CNK at number one. I think that's fairly unanimous across the three of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So on one wing I've got Savage, and on the other wing I've got um, Nick Cottridge. Um, is going to be yep. there in the centres. I've got Tomoko and Croker. If Croker's fit, if Croker's not fit, I think I'm going with Matt and saying that it's going to be Semi. I think you're probably right on that. At five eight, I've got Whiten at half back. I'd prefer to have Hodjo, but it's going to be Schneider. So let's just call it what it is. At, at thirteen, it's going to be Adam Elliott. Um, and 12 and 11 will be Whitehead and Young. Um, then up disagree, front, disagree. I think it's going to be I Whitehead disagree and Young. too, but it, when he said, when Polk said it's going to be, I'm like, nah. No, 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 no. Schneider, it's going to be. I'm not sure about, I know it's going to be Whitehead, whether it's Young or not. I would pick starting with Young. Front row is going to be Papa, Hodjo, and then it's going to be Ryan Sutton to start with Tarpanay coming off the bench, Starling is coming this, off the bench. Are you saying this stuff that you know, or is this, again, just your... This your is what's th- going to happen. No, this is CHN your coming off the bench. <laughs> and the last bench spot, I don't know. That I'm okay. not, I'm, There's a, a whole lot of players who could come in for that uh, last okay. bench spot. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go through my team, right? So I've got Croker at left centre. I've got Tomoko on right. Uh, Tomoko played 
left centre in, the, in the, the second trial against Manly, but he played all those games last year yeah. where he absolutely killed it um, at right centre. Uh, that game against the, the Roosters, he was about our only good player, I, yes, I seem to remember. Um, and in the trials, man, he blew me away. Yeah, no, just, I think just I'm, the, I'm, I'm just on the leg drive. Train. Just the leg drive. He, you know, he yeah, reminds yeah. me of old three knees Michael Hancock. Michael Hancock. Just the mm. knees are just pumping. Like yeah, he's yeah. got three people hanging off of them. And it's he's still powerful down the high and knees. it's fast. It's powerful and yeah, it's fast. He's, yep. I, I think he's a fantastic player. Missed the headgear. Missed the. I want him to put back on the um, the green high the top green, head the, top. The, the, that the, was the, dreadful. Who was it that said that the the, the coloured headgear distracted the yes. tacklers? <laughs> <laughs> Someone said no. I, I can't remember if it distracted the tacklers or it distracted his own team. Someone yeah. also said Nick from the from the Green Machine podcast thought he was wearing an Ask Clown Beanie, which I like. Speaking of Ask Clown Beanies, they sold out in record time. They did. Uh, people demanding it. There's another run coming soon. So excellent. Stay Especially tuned overnight socials. with Ricky Stewart's comments. Yes. Yes. Very, very, very much aligns <laughs> with Ricky Stewart's recent. So comments. anyway, so then I've got Whiten. I did have Fogarty, but now I'm going Schneider all the way. I don't want to see Sam Williams there. Uh, I would be less inclined to see Matt Frawley there, but I think Matt Frawley's a better fill-in because while he won't win you a game, he won't lose you a game, whereas I think Sam Williams is, just, is a total liability these days. I mean, he just doesn't have the the physical presence. He's there as the a NRL. squad member now. I know, I know. And he's look, developing junior players. That's yeah. what he's there for. Anyway, go on, go on. Uh, okay. And so then I've got Papa Leahy and I've got Starling starting at, at Hooker. Tarpany has to start, man. I mean, I know if you look at last year, one of the biggest problems Ricky had with the bench and we tried to work out what was the best way to get the most out of Papalihi and Tarpany. And in the end, you had to have them both starting. Because if you, you've got them both on at the same time, it is fantastic. But you get off to a great start. But, yeah, then, you're but then you fall off a cliff. Sutton and... Yeah. Um, it was Gula last year. But then, so yeah. if you have them starting at the beginning, you get off to a great start, but then we fall off a cliff when they came off. But the problem was, so then there would be times where he'd have... Papalihi coming off, Tarpany going on and balanced out. But the problem was, under the speed of the game, the new rules, you could be have lost the game yeah, in yeah, 15 yeah. or 20 minutes. Yeah, the yeah, other yeah. team could put on four tries. Oh, know. look, and this is me saying that Tarpany should be in the bench isn't saying that he's a bench player. It's me saying that's the way the forward packs work now. Yeah. It's a rotation thing. Being on the bench is just about no, but he's starting or whatever. You know, he wants to start, mate. Oh, look, and, people and, and he's at the start. peak of his career now. He so, wants to start. Oh, he was unbelievable in the All-Stars, man. He was he by, was far, the by far the best player on the field. field. Yep. Yeah, and there, was, there were a lot of good players out there. Um, then I've got Whitehead, and I've got Curry Hardaway and Nida, um, right side, second row. The guy is an absolute weapon. We saw it at the back end of last season. We saw it again in the Don't trials. like his defence as much. His defence is not as good as Hudson Young's, but, you know, you got to buddy, make breaks, score tries every time. He yeah, ran no, the ball. Yeah. He's poking his nose through. He's getting an offload. He's just he's a weapon, and I think I don't think his defence is that bad. Uh, I would have Adam Elliott then um, at thirteen, and then so I've, I'd have Sutton on the bench, uh, Horsburgh on the bench, yeah. Hudson Young is on the bench, and I've got Sebastian Chris on the bench yeah. because he can then if we've got a problem with the outside backs, he can go to centre, to wing. You could yeah. put him on if he could fill in in the back row if someone in the back row went down. All right. He offers a lot of versatility. Okay. The notable absence from my team is Josh Hodgson. I think that the opportunity was there yeah. to make a clean break. Um, the guy's not going to be here anymore. He doesn't probably want to be here anymore. It was pretty clear the club doesn't want him to be anymore. The time, you know, was to make a clean break and say, and it's all turned to shit now, but Fogarty, this is your team. We want you steering the ship. Josh, thanks for your service. You've been great. But I just think he's old. He's had multiple knee injuries. The game's changed. We looked a lot better in the second half um, of the trial against Manly when once Starling came on. That that sort of 
the style of Hodgson of getting out and engaging the markers before passing the ball doesn't work anymore. It's too slow. The service is too slow. I know he's got a good pass, but his service is too slow. Anyway, Pork. I don't know whether I need to turn this ass clown from this side all the way around to this side for the big man right there. Because I, I, you are you are an ass clown. Of, There's a, no one. A little look. bit of like crazy Pork and sensible Blake, but some of the shit you just said, then Blake. Mate, you, 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 you're drinking your own Kool Aid. Like, there's like, no yeah, way to like, Josh Hodgson's yeah. not in this side. I, I truly no believe, way, and there's and no I, way he's not even starting. Like, I get it, and I, we all, it's very easy to jump on the bandwagon, like, oh, Xavier Savage is the future, or you know, Josh Hodgson is the past. But for me, okay, I'll go through my my third, yeah, yeah, you go. seventeen. Um, seeing K's a lock, done. Uh, Kotrick, we signed him back. He's a lock now. Savage is going to step into the rap on a roll as a lock. Uh, Tomoko is there, or is some other podcast say Tomoko? Um, then we've got it's Croker or Valamai. And for me, it's semi all the day. I've seen too much upside. I haven't seen Croker push the line back or step up and smack Tommy Turbo like what I saw semi do. And I get it, there's a few mistakes in him. Uh, I'm willing to wear those mistakes to try and get that advantage line. Um, you know, but losing Fogarty might bring Croker more into the play just to get a, another level head out there. Whiten at six, obviously. Schneider, for me, showed so much class that I didn't think the kid had. You know, you hear about all these players coming through, whether it's, you know, Moses or um, Amone over at St. George or, you know, all these young stars coming through. And we didn't hear much about Schneider. And then suddenly I got to see him play and I could not be more impressed than what he did against the Roosters. He was the best player on the field. He was the most level-headed, and defensively, he was solid. So I would just throw him. Yeah, I got, I confu- just, I got yeah. confused about the Schneider situation last year because, you know, we were told, yeah, he's this kid, he's coming through. Absolutely. But then they didn't play him. Then they didn't play him. The opportunity was there. Yeah. And they played him for, for nine minutes. minutes or whatever it was. It was, it was I, I didn't yeah. get that one either. So who's your pack then? So then my pack, I've got... Um, Tarpanay, Hodgson and Papali'i as the props because I want them to play the most minutes and if if Tarpany's starting he can play 60 minutes yep. yeah. I've Definitely. got Whitehead at 13 because I was impressed with the way that not only does he attack at 13 whether he's the first or second receiver in a, um, grabbing the ball but defensively he shored us up and if you think back under this six again Vlandis you know ball when we had Soliola and Sutton playing 13, that's when we really struggled up the middle. Like last year, we gave up as many metres in defence as any team in the competition. And then I went back and I looked like, I looked only yesterday at who was playing 13 because as soon as they said, you know, a month ago that Whitehead might be our 13, I was like, this is madness. He was a great left-edge defender. And then I realised it was Soliola or Sutton and they're not the greatest, you know, lateral defender or second up defender and Soliola, we he showed really early on against a couple of games like against the Gold Coast and against Newcastle that he couldn't repeat defense. No, he couldn't last five minutes. Well, he was gone after one of the major and, things is that kick and return. I loved him. Yeah. Look, we, yeah. last year we'd lost Kotrick, which, Kotrich, which was a lot of our kick return meters. We lost CNK, which was a lot of our kick return meters. So we're on the back foot, but plus that automatic six again meant that sides were holding down, standing offside, so you were getting nothing mm-hmm. out. So the old fat players were having to run further back to get back to the play. 
So yep. any any player that was you know challenged anyway, size wise or age wise, was getting burnt out of the game, and that's taken C. That's out. another reason why I think we need to have Hodgson starting, because his kick his kicking game is so good. Like if you think about that game on the weekend against Manly, Jaboyevich almost scored in the corner, and Tomoko and Kotrick did such a great defensive read, and then suddenly we ran it out of the we ran it out and. On the third tackle, Hodgson kicked it into their corner, and then we pinned them down, and we and we started again on top. Yeah. It's, Hodgson's kicking game. That's means why I think so he much. can be seven. And, he can be seven. Well, the, the, look at the top four sides from last year. They had the best seven, the four sevens. They had Cleary, Jerome Hughes, um, uh, not Cody, Adam Reynolds, Adam Reynolds, and Mitch and Moses. Moses, Mitch Moses, or Daly Cherry Evans. Yeah, you know, yeah. like the seven is the most. It's the most important position on the park. So yeah. obviously it's a sad day with Fogarty going. And then and then for the edges for me, um it's it's tough because I really like Young as a player. I think he's an incredible footballer, but I like him like we had him two years ago in the middle. So I would prefer Adam Elliott and Corey Hadawita Nida just for their upside, you know. Um, especially if we have Adam Elliott defending alongside Schneider. But I have a feeling it's going to be Adam Elliott and um, Hudson Young, and I think um, Hadawita Knight is going to come off the bench. And then Tom Starling at 14, and then I would have um, Sutton. Sutton looked good and in that first trial. Sutton looked great. Sutton looked good. He's got he a, really he had a pass. Played, Sutton's in the peak of his career. 13. He's playing for a contract at, uh, at whatever they're called, Redcliffe. He'll be getting a contract with us. He's he's beloved. No, he's he's done a very good job. I'd also club. have um, Guller over Horsbrough, to be honest. But I, I was big you know, red looked good in the first like, trial. Big red looked good in the know, first I, trial. No, I I did toss up on that one, and and look, they'll all get a chance because people get injured. But Horsbrough's just got a bit more footy in him, you know, and he's got a bit more ad lib, and he's got a bit more creativity. And whereas Guller is just he he's just a he's a big body, and he rucks it up. But we, we got to look at um, Trevelyan at hooker. And he was pretty good, mm-hmm. so he's definitely the future. Very we good. saw the the guy with the bad haircut that came out of Parramatta, the thirteen. Um, God, Mooney, Mooney, Trey Mooney. He looked fantastic. His defense, great. his defense was a bit sus. Again, he was like Peter, rushing. Peter Holler was great, great as well. Peter Holler was amazing. The, that's the, that's the one that I really saw. The... Peter Holler's in contention. Been... I know he got injured, but he's in contention. I've been texting a few of my friends about the trials. Is our depth, our squad depth, and obviously we've all been blindsided today with the Jamal Fogarty news but I've never seen a Raiders squad since I've been following and that's since the Raiders started I've never seen a squad with as much depth and I, I commend Ricky for it because we have players we have two and three and four players lined up for just about every position and I'm really excited by our squad because if you put our squad against any other squad in the comp I'm, I'm saying we're top six yeah I agree I totally agree well, that's, that's uh, I, I think we're pretty much settled. There's a few bones of contention there. We've got some in the centres, we've got some in the second row, and whether they're starting or off the bench. But I think we're pretty much settled on what the, the side actually looks like. But um, we had in the off-season, we saw we lost poor young Harley Smith-Shields, one of my particular favourites inside. We lost him to a bicep injury last year. We've lost him to a knee injury this year at training. Um, but there was a, a particular story about his brother. Donating something. Yeah, his brother's donated him some uh, hamstring to put mm. in his knee. Not hamstring to put in his hamstring. No. But his own hamstrings are shot. Yeah. So he can't, they can't like cut away your hamstring. Because you know, if you get the hamstring done 
ACL, you're more likely to injure your hamstring, hamstring when you come yep, back because it's right. weaker. But anyway, so he goes brother's hamstring, which inspired Matt had an idea for a uh, for a new segment called Bleeding Green. Mm. And it's what would you donate to a Raiders player if you could? Maybe people would send in suggestions. They could, you know, contact us via social media. Let us know what they would donate to Raiders player. Well, and why? For what? For once, I mean, like I'm making a very state. I can donate to Xavier Savage ten kilos of my bulk. You sure? You sure you can afford to? I pretty comfortably <laughs> yeah. can give away ten kilos because that would be great. Because ten I, kilos is really what he needs. Isn't he it? needs a good ten kilos. I can give him that. So I'll bleed green. I'll give Xavier Savage. 10 I'm, kilos. I'm willing to donate some of my hair. I mean, it's grey, but there's still plenty of it, you know, to, so, to Ricky. Because I don't know if you noticed in the uh, in the interviews, Ricky's hair's really, like, it's really lost even oh, more over the offseason. he's got quite a slice of I mean, Devon on the back of his head now. After after today's news as well, he's probably torn out oh. even even more of it. But yeah, he's, he's sort of, he used to be sort of, you know, business on top party at the back, but now he's, he's just got a bit of a party going on at the back and not much else. Yeah. Matthew, <laughs> uh, what, how are you going to bleed green? Oh, mate, I'd donate anything, to be honest. I'd donate. I've, I've got two kids, so I'm, I'm gladly willing to donate both my uh, agates to uh, any player. Do, do, so your kids aren't into the Raiders at all? They don't follow, follow them at all? Or they sort of they, humor they, you? They or? Are, but, I, but my kids' knowledge of the Raiders is their dad screaming at the television at 5 o'clock yeah. in the morning. That's just, that's just yeah. a scary thing. Stay that's away. pretty much my kids' Dad's... knowledge of it too. But Matthew was now into it, which was very good. No, yeah, my, my son, when he was born, I was like, I don't know that I necessarily want to pass on this mm. misery to him, you know. Mm. Mate, if, he, if he came home and said he wanted to go for, a, for another team, you know, I'd, you know, whoever was winning at the time, anyone except for the Melbourne Storm probably, I would have yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. allowed it. Correct. No, no, but no, no he's, Blake, he's, Blake, he's a Raiders man. Blake, we need to have a conversation. That's not allowed. No, nah, he's I, a Raiders I, I man. I will hunt down that child. If that, if that child goes around the club, I'm... I'm you're off this podcast, and well, it's going to be the pork and Leno from now on. Like, <laughs> well, if, talking if about my son came to me and said, "Dad, I'm going to go for I don't give a shit who it is. Enter any other club, Tigers, Storm, Pen. He's not my son anymore. He's not my yes. son. Well, one of his one of his best mates, we were taking the cricket training one time, and he told us he went for the Melbourne Storm. I was like, "You're a kid that was born in Canberra. Get out. How of the can car. you possibly go Get for out, Melbourne walk. Storm?" I said, where's his dad's yep. from Sydney? I said, who's your dad go for? He said, the Tigers. I said, you've got two choices then. You can either go for the Tigers hmm. or you can go for the Raiders, but you can't go for the Storm. No. And look, he, he was in tears by the end of the car trip. Good. He was pretty traumatised. Good, I'm glad but he agreed. That he like agreed it. that he wasn't going to go for the Melbourne Storm anymore. So, you know, we've got to win over hearts and minds one step at a time. We do, even if we have to scare them, make them cry and walk home like Blake did in the rain for a young, young man. So, but talking about uh, people who are quite crazy... Um, it's time for us to be visited by our favourite uh, US citizen, the shark. Uh, hello, everyone. It's me, your friend, John Sharkey, and I'm excited to be back here for another season with Blake and the Pork. It was a pretty quiet summer, you know. Uh, got some, you know, local honey from a friend, me and Pork, you know, hanging out. He made some jalapenos. It was pretty fun, you know. It was just... You know, just kicking back, relaxing, enjoying the great weather here in Canberra. You know, just like good times. Just, you know, getting ready for footy season and, you know, just preparing. Me and Pork also spent a little bit of time near Parliament House uh, a couple weeks ago and uh, up north in Epic with a few, you know, just a select set of friends, you know. Just kind of, you know, just hashing it out, just talking about what's really going on with this whole 
you know, this whole country, you know, like the, the new world order, man. Like we're just like, you know, we're getting sick of the mandates. You know, it's like, honestly, like we got to protect the kids because because not quite sure what happened with yeah, this shark. Yeah, sort of, we lost him. We, we lost him there, but I hope he's okay. Yeah, well, I hope he's okay. Or not. <laughs> or not. Or not. Now, I, I am of the opinion that, uh, Matthew, that something has fired you up and made, in fact, made you want to go, on the burst! Mate, I've changed my mind three times this week. I started off being on the burst about the NRL and what happened to Rapana when it comes to him missing out on the, you know, his suspension and all that stuff that we all know about and the Ricky stuff. But I've moved it on to, I'm sick of every time there is an objective, true opinion, which is against the Raiders, that every other fan in this NRL landscape turns it against Ricky. Mm. I just don't understand. Like, I, I have a mate. The pile on. We'll get the to it later. On. The pile on, mate. Like, I have a mate, and we'll get to it later, because I know somebody else is going to focus on him. But I've gone through some of the comments when it comes to what Ricky's put up. And and, and Ricky's comment when it comes to what happened to Rapana and this all-star, you know, suspension, which is completely valid, and the hypocrisy of the NRL, and the fact that the NRL can constantly just make every decision in a vacuum, whether it's suspending players for the all-star game, or whether it's Lindsay Collins getting no time for a crusher tackle, you know, and Trindle getting two weeks for an accidental head high. It's ridiculous, mate. But as soon as it comes down to something against the Raiders, when it's Don Furness steps up, no one even cares about it. And then Ricky has to speak up because he wants to speak up for his club. And every little douchebag on social media decides that it's whiny little Ricky. It's just pathetic, mate. Like, if you're the coach of a club, you're gonna you're gonna stick up for your team, and Ricky wants to take it on the chin. I've met Ricky. You've met Ricky. Both of you have. Like he he'll he'll wear any criticism for his players. And I'm just sick of all these NRL fans that decide that it's poor Ricky, poor Ricky, poor Ricky. Because if he was the coach of their club, they'd love him. And I'm if it's on the burst, I'm I'm a fan of Rick, and I'm I'm behind him 100. percent So. Yeah, and all those haters can go jam it. They can print it on a pineapple. Oh, here we go. They can shove a, it up their ass. Print it on a pineapple. Mate, I want, to, I want to start screaming right now. Like, I'm, I'm trying to be sensitive because I don't know what our rating is. But I'm going to open my window and it's going to be Los Angeles. It's going to hear this. Fuck you! <laughs> well, our rating just definitely I'm sick of it. I'm increased. sick of this shit, no, like, I'm sick of this. The thing is with the whole Ricky thing and Ricky's whinge and everything else, Raiders have been copying it up the ass from the NRL since day one. Since mm. the day we were admitted. Day one. Before Ricky. They, yeah, before Ricky. They they drove the Raiders to Super League. Don't drove let anyone us. else tell you any other reason why. We were totally. treated by, by with they, absolute They were going to flog Daly, Stewart and Clyde and they were going to allow it. It was a blatant break, a break of the salary cap and they were going to allow it. And the only way to keep our club together was going to Super League. Yeah, and, we, and yeah. it's just that now we've been copying it for years. It's just that now Ricky has a voice and a platform to actually say, call it like it is, mm. and say it, and it gets reported. Whereas, like you say, if Don Furness says it, doesn't you know? Nah, it doesn't get it's anywhere. like a tree falling in the forest. Uh, and yeah, it's the whole Ricky's a win- Ricky's a winger and Canberra's a shithole. I mean, people mm. need to come up with new material because I'm sick of hearing it. No, I'm sick. And, of And it. most of the people that tell you Canberra's a shithole and no one would want to live there or play there, 
come from like the arse end of Western Sydney, which is not that great. Yeah, it's fantastic. No, that's, that's Go awesome. out to Mount Drew. It's wonderful. Like a 60 Minutes article in the 1980s, which is bullshit. And Cam's an amazing place. And it's not just an amazing place. It's an amazing place to raise your kids, you know? like And uh, says a bloke from Canberra. Mate, Canberra is a great suburb. So, like, that south side beats the north side, Paul. Hey, just, I'm in neither. I'm in the just, creek, mate. Creek represent. Western Creek? Yeah, in the creek, mate. It's barely even a... You're just like Switzerland. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> better, better than Tuggers, mate. That's all I'm saying to you. I'm saying, look, but talking about things that make an, us angry, it is time for us to come to our favourite segment of the viewers, brought to you by Raiders Plumbing. And if you want to see a good crack, that's where you'll go. It's time for Ask Clown of the Week. Ask Clown of the Week. Who okay, have straight. I'm going with Matt's mate, Brendan Cowell, who oh. is one of the aforementioned Ricky Stewart haters. He did a post um, on social media yesterday saying, poor Ricky, an autobiography. Just kicking Ricky, just laying into Ricky. I had to reply under yeah. the Land Speed Records Instagram account. said, well, I'm sure it'd be a better read than your book because Brendan has actually just put out his own book, a novel about a rugby league mm-hmm. player. And... As a favour to Matt, only as a favour to Matt, we were actually going to have him on the show mm-hmm. promoting his book. Well, he we can forget about that now. He's yeah. not coming on. He can go to hell. Bloody go to hell, supporter. <laughs> Bloody shark supporter. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't understand why the shark supporters oh, hate like... Ricky so much. Anyway, he got them the worst team the Sharks have ever had in 2008. It had names like um, Luke Equal Cavell, first place. Equal Luke first Cavell, place. And e- only beaten out by a side that was proved to have beaten the salary cap. And they were only beaten out in the preliminary final by the side that was proved to have beaten the salary cap in massive, massive ways. But no, he can't coach, can he? No. No. So anyway. I'll get, I'll get, I'll get Bruce's response to this. Yeah. He'll probably love it. He's, I, no, I, he's, I, not, I, he's not coming on the show now, mate. He's I, not coming on the show. Although I did like him in we the were gonna Hill, with... Hill uh, 17. Oh, that was very good. I was impressed by that. Yeah, so, you know. But apart from that, he sports the Sharks. A little bit of so the between Blake and the Pork. A little beneath the 60, a little, nah, he's not coming. It's all fun. Good. Um, uh, Brock's are great. Obviously, it's it's all good to have some actors that they're you know fans of their clubs, and you know Brendan's obviously a huge supporter of the Sharks, and Simon Baker of Parramatta, and you know Mendo of Melbourne, and it's 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 nice to have more people supporting you know rugby league, and hopefully Cronulla don't win a game all season. Yeah, they look pretty good. good. Well, I certainly be... like them to start off with a loss. Now, yes, they looked pretty good, I've got to say. They did look very good. Now, I have my they own... Ask... Come on now. I have okay. my own Ask Cloud of the Week, and it is Arendelle Colleges. That's that's near where you grew up, uh, just down the hill from Canberra, I believe. Not that close. Um, and it's uh, Brent Kite, who uh, went to Arendelle College, then went off to a few other clubs, including Manly, where he ran a premiership. Got arrested, picked up in Quangers. Uh, a while back for driving unlicensed and in an unregistered car. Um, had to get arrested because he refused to hand over any identification, etc., and wrestled from the car. And this week he fronted court, or last week he fronted court, and uh, some of the things that he said there were, were befuddling um, to the point that the magistrate, Mr. Clisdell, um, said, you'll have to join the sovereign citizen, Mr. Kite. But um, he was last seen driving back to Queenbin, yeah. waving an upside-down red ensign R- flag. Red ensign. Um, so I, I quote from the Canberra Times article, the former state of origin and test prop did not take kindly to this, asking Mr. Clisdell not to put me on the fringe and to retract that statement. I think he thought he was in Parliament. It's just me, Brent, a living man, he told the court, later adding that the corporation has no authority over the living man. 
Mr. Kite yeah, went so, on to demand that when his case was ultimately decided, two judicial officers be present to hear the matter. This goes back to Bible times, he said. I need two magistrates on the bench and a trial by jury. Well, that's Or alternatively, Brent, you could get a license and register your car. He was a hell of a good yeah. player. He was a hell of a good player. And it's kind of a bit, kind of makes uh, yeah, you realise, he, he was very good. It makes you realise, he won a Clive Churchill medal one year. It makes you realise um, that maybe not all rugby league, even for a player that's done that well, stories end well. Because if he's back in Queanbeyan, mm. driving around an unregistered car, mm. that's not a sign that his life's going great. But you know the, the thing with Brent Kite, the Raiders had him. Mm. He was a Raiders junior. He and uh, he did his knee. And at the time, he wanted the club to pay for um, his surgery, and they refused. So he went to the Dragons, and the rest is history. Yep. The Dragons paid for his surgery, and the rest is history. So That's true. Like, are you anti-Queenbian? Am I anti-Queenbian? No, no, no. No, 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 no we're pro-Queens. No, just... Are we, are we going to get like a, like a four-round fight between Blake and Raider Nick? <laughs> no, no. Let, let's make it clear that Queen the Queen position Queen. of the Raiders' view with Blake and the Pork is that the Canberra Raiders uh, is a broad church and it extends to many areas. So, of course, Canberra and the ACT is included in that. But Queanbeyan uh, is, is where the club began. That is positively part of it. Goulburn's taken in that. Yass is taken in that. Braidwood and Bungendore are taken in that. And Cooma is most certainly taken into that. And there are people out of Wagga who so they'll take into right it. right now that I'm a Woden Valley Rams junior. And I hated the Queen BM Blues. I'm, I'm just going to state that right now. Well, I can tell you now they also hate you. Okay, good. Yeah, I bet they do. Yeah, no, no, I'm certain they do. But, uh, Blake, you had something that uh, made you quite irritated. Uh, in fact, makes you want to go on the burst. There's a few things. There's a few things coming out. Uh, okay, go. Week, you know, it's, Preach. It's, it's the call against Ryan Sutton for the tap forward to gain an advantage when the ball's about to go over the dead ball line. Have you ever seen that before in your life watching rugby league? That was the most messenger. Yeah, the most ridiculous nitpicking call I've ever seen. I mean, that, throughout the trials, there were a bunch of things that were called knock-ons. Yeah. That, and this is not in our games. I've took it across the trials where maybe the players sort of regroup the ball as they've got tackled like a fraction, and that's that's now a knock-on. Yeah. I don't it's know. Ridiculous. It's just too nitpicking. Those those things. And then went fair enough if you like bat the ball over a defender to regather it. You know, you gain an advantage. But I don't see how him hitting the ball as it's about to go over the dead ball line to regather it. Yeah, but the thing I the thing I found in the trials is the referees are also trying to find their whistle, you know, trying to find their feet. And if anything, I thought we actually got a little bit of the the positive side of some of those decisions. Like Ethan Bullimore got pulled up for two non play the balls in our trial against Manly. Um, yeah, yeah, no, and I and I saw those. That, and they're like, both correct, picking, but Sutton Yeah, yeah. That, oh, sorry, that, mate. I think both those calls were actually te- technically correct, but they were real. It's a trial. It's nitpicking. It's like yeah. why are you going to a ref's review in a trial match? Let's move on to the next one. Keep this show moving. Tyrell Fumiano only getting five weeks for that horrific hip mm. drop on Hayes Dunster. Uh, he did his MCL, PCL, and ACL. Yeah, yeah. In uh, so he's out for the season. Mm. Who's to say he even comes back? The same yeah. player. Oh you yeah, know? absolutely. It's, it's, it's absolutely horrific. And Fumiano yeah. is is he's a repeat offender. He um, rubbed out Emre Gula at Bruce two years ago for the same hip drop tackle, and he's been done for it again. I think that the problem with the judiciary at the moment is that there are these set guidelines where, okay, yeah, yeah, he got charged with this offence, he got to take five weeks. 
you need to rub that behaviour out, mm. out of the game. That tackle is, is horrific and unnecessary. It needs to have a reckless grading at the yeah. moment. Well, it was under contrary contact get, get, other. Get rid of gradings, though. Get rid of gradings. Go back to the old system where, say, for example, Les Boyd was a repeat offender. You know, they, they put him out for a season. Make an example of him. If, yeah, if, if, I totally if agree. If Mariano goes out for the year... Donald Blake too, mate. Like, honestly. The fact that he can, he can get five weeks for that. And then a, a week later, we see what happened to Lindsay Collins. Lindsay Collins got nothing. Yeah, it's a joke. Oh, the other one was that, that very same week for Cronulla, and I know we all hate the Sharks, but Braden Trindle getting run into by that Panthers player who Trindle should let off. Who, who who tripped into him and basically headbutted his forearm. Yeah. Um, it was shades of um, the Hetherington guy, you know, yeah, getting run into off. by Cordiara with <laughs> yeah, a night yeah. last week where it was the equivalent of hey, sending Trindle off the lamppost off. being hit Lindsay, by a car. Lindsay Collins got nothing, and James Tomer got one week. Lindsay Collins should be four or five weeks. That yeah. was intense what he did, and. With with the, what, with the Fumayano one what, though, if he gets the season, yeah. if he gets outed for the season, which you know some people would say it's harsh, it but is, I guarantee but... you that no one else is in a hurry to do a hip drop tackle after that. Yeah, if you want to stamp these things out of the game, you've got you to come stamp. down really hard on. You do. And then okay, the last thing on Blake on the burst this week is the appointment. I mean, we all must have thought it was some sort of bizarre practical joke. I mean, I checked the date when I saw the announcement that Braith and Astor was taking over as the full-time host of NRL 360. I mean, that show used to be actually quite good when it first started. And it's progressively gotten worse and worse to the point now, I can't even imagine watching it with Brayton Astor as the host. No, well, you've got Cooper Cronk sitting there. I mean, why wouldn't you go for him? Ennis, you know, there's there's, there's, there's alternatives. I mean, not to mention, you know... Personally, I've, I've watched every minute of NRL 360 for about, you know, since it started. Um... And I like Braith as an analyst. I just don't think he should be a host. I, I, I would give it to Lara Pitt. Yeah, yeah, I would give 100%. it to Lara Pitt too. Yeah, 100%. Like, like she, she loves, I mean, she's a Dragons fan, so that's against her. But um, but no, she's, she's a, I don't I have no problem with she, being she a knows fan, she knows She knows her football. But well, you know, I mean, who's Braith really a fan of? He went to, he had more clubs than the Deltones, right? But um, not the Tigers. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. the Tigers. But anyway, we can't blame, uh, a lot of hatred's directed towards Braith. But you can't blame Braith for taking the job. I mean, if someone offers him a job, of course he's going to take it. He's not going to say, I'm terrible. No, no, I'm of an course idiot. not. No, no. Who the hell Who put him in there, is, yeah. is the idiot that thinks he's... Me, he thinks, he's, <laughs> thinks No, he's no, no let's, let's not go who put you in. You let us down. You let yourself down. You let us down. You let us all down. Don't blame the producers. Let's not unearth that again because we're still not happy about it. Who thought that it was a good idea? I mean, no one you would meet. You could do a focus group of any NRL fan and who would be putting their hand up saying that break? Maybe they're going for a comic relief thing and they're going to have the professor on as well. It could happen that way. We're all about right of reply on this show. And Braith has been good enough to send us in a message, so we'll play that now. Yeah, Braith and as dark as you. Your little birdie told me that you blokes have been taking your busy out of me. And for some unknown reason, that you don't rate my cutting your dick's bird analysis for Vox NRL. Well, you two nevils can get absolutely fucked. I mean, who are you two clowns anyway? I've represented my state. My country, I've won premierships, hell, I even started fullback for the mighty Tigers. I mean, a bit of fucking respect wouldn't go astray, boys. And lads, do you want you my prediction on how your green machine will go this year? Well, stiff shit, you're getting it anyway. 17th. Yeah, right. Uh, yep, um, 
All right. <clears throat> Doesn't bode well for that show. Right. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> well, going off that, there are, in fact, still, in spite of everything, reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful. Part three. One, two, three. Reason to be cheerful. As Matt said, I think our squad's as deep, runs as deep as it ever has. Now, I did some stats just recently, and I've seen that, in fact, the average squad depth used to be, used to use 24, 25, 26 players for the, the Premier would use that many players because the idea being a settled team was a winning team. In the last five years, the Melbourne Storm, whose worst result in those five years has been getting kicked out twice in the prelim, but apart from that have two minor premierships and two premierships, have averaged 31 players going through their squad. So what we're saying, and that's been exacerbated by um, COVID, meaning more players need to come through. Well, what it shows not. you is that next man up thing of being able to draw on a next player who's going to be able to do a decent job in coming through is necessary. I don't think I've ever seen, in spite of the three injuries and slash suspensions we've had, I don't think I've ever seen our squad in an area where we can pull on more players who I think rightfully have a place in first grade and won't be exposed as loonies and losers. Yeah, well, you need a big squad Absolutely. this year. You need, because with you know the COVID thing, everyone's expecting to use yeah. more players. Yeah. Regardless, absolutely, mate. Like, if, if we would all talk about, and everyone listening to this podcast right now is a Raiders fan, if you think about who's the second or third up, it's a, it's a player like Trey Mooney. Yep. Or Schiller or Schneider. I'm excited or, to see Trevelyan at it, nine. I'm excited to see that. Uh, he's, he was brilliant. Like, it's, 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 and, and these are guys that have been the best at their age group across the country two or three years ago. They just haven't had the chance because of COVID or whatever. Well, I'm, they're going to get it now. Obviously, today's a sad day, but mm. But I'm really excited about this squad depth right now, and I'm I'm really excited about what could happen. And I just hope Ricky <laughs> doesn't screw up the rotation. I think um, if you're a Raiders fan, you'll you'll know what I'm saying. I think we're a red hot chance this year, and in fact, I put money on us to win the title. I believe you should have waited till I believe because the odds have probably just doubled. I believe very well. I might put more on them. I truly believe the Raiders are a red hot chance. I think we're heading for the top four, and I think we're a red hot chance to take out the title this season. I I just hey, think, before, I think you've been injury, you've been eating too much I'll of Arnie J's honey. I think Arnie J's honey is very good while on the subject. I think we're a red hot chance this year. My optimism is sky high. Fogarty's injury has has dampened that, but I I genuinely believe we're a red hot chance, and I love that people are ruling us out and I love that people are doubting us and for me that's a reason to be cheerful Blake I looked at the squad you know beforehand and I looked at the various teams I had us I had us in the top eight but more around that six seven eight I mean the the, the top five or six from last year are probably also going to be there uh the one the obvious one that I see dropping out is Souths without Reynolds I think they're going to miss him big time but hopefully we can still squeeze into the eight but it's going to be tough it's going to be tough especially now all right, Matt, where do you see us finishing? First, number one, undefeated, Raiders by 56. Uh, it's always Raiders, Raiders by 56. It's always that. I, um, oh, man, I've, I've gone through so many different machinations over the offseason. And we all do as fans of our teams. You know, we, we, we fall in love in January where it's so optimistic. And as every Raiders fan... It's like a, 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 you know, a Jane Austen novel in January. It's like, oh my God, we're going to, it's spring. 
until today. Yeah. We I had the optimism so I, just kicked I, out of me straight away. Like it's it's normally it oh sticks God, around mate, a bit longer. Today, like nah. today, I stood on my balcony and I screamed as loud as I could. F U C K into our neighbourhood that I had neighbours coming up and asking me what the hell was going on. Like I'm, I'm sick of being a Raiders fan that kicked in the guts. I am sick of being a fan of a team that that is a true, true like soulful team. You know, not some team that sells its soul like the fucking Roosters. Anyway, I but, think that's their official name too, the fucking Roosters. <laughs> it is. They, they, they used to be the Sydney City Roosters and the Sydney Roosters, mate. Whatever. Oh, their uncle, I, Uncle I, Nick's I fucking us, Roosters. Exactly. So I had us at probably sixth or seventh, and then I moved us up to fifth. You know, I, I, I had Melbourne, Penrith, um, the Roosters, and then Manly top four. And then I think I thought we could compete with. Everybody, you know, whether it was South or, or Para, and Para obviously done well. But now, after Fogarty's gone down, if we have Schneider, we're still a top eight team. I I, I have us a oh, second or third. That's where I have us. I have us a second. Or I third. love you. I love you, Paul. <laughs> yeah, and and look, I tell, tell you, I'm perennial optimist. I tell you, someone else who absolutely has the wraps on the Raiders, and that's Lord Funkington. Hello everybody, Lord Funkington here. Welcome to season 2022. I'm back by popular demand, or at least that's what Blake and Tim told me. Uh, this is actually the second go at this segment for this week because I'd recorded one that was all full of good news, uh, excitement about new recruits like Jamal Fogarty and uh, this new guy, Jared Croker, I think his name is, who's going to be playing in the centres or maybe at 5.8. He's got a bit of toe. He looks pretty good, pretty distinctive in the headgear too. Um, but then guess what happened? Rapana's suspension wasn't uh, wasn't dealt with by the NRL, so he's stooged. And now Fogarty has done his knee and he's out for three months. So you know what? Rugby League gods, on behalf of all of us Canberra Raiders fans, you can go fuck yourselves. We're going to come out again. You keep trying to hold us down. You keep trying to kick us down. You keep trying to kick us right where it hurts. We're going to come back again. Raiders by 56 is going to be the cry all throughout the season. You might want to... Uh, Strap in, everybody, because it's going to be one hell of a ride. We've made grand fi- we made a grand final without <laughs> Fogarty. <laughs> we've made uh, Josh Hodson. We've played without him. We've played against in all sorts of problems we've had before, but we've always been fighting our way through. We're the greatest team in the National Rugby League. I am being positive. Rugby League gods, watch what happens here. Love it. It's got to be Raiders by 56. I think we all know that. Yeah, good on you, Funk. It's got to be that. But now it's a time for a very important section. Who's got a lift? Uh, Jack White. Yes, and, 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 and Schneider. Are you kidding? Yeah. Well, he's got a lift. He's got a lift. Savage has got a lift. No, I, it's, it's the halves. It's the halves. It's Schneider and it's Whiten. Those two have got a lift. Everything else is there. Right. Everything else is there. They've got a lift. I think pretty uh, much, who's got a lift? Pretty much the whole team. Blake and the pork. Yeah. Ugh. Pretty much. Oh, no, we, we were giving it all we got, man. It's not going to happen. We're giving it all we got. Um, <laughs> it is what it is. It, it, don't say that. That's a tagline from another show, which you don't listen to. Uh, I don't listen to our show. <laughs> uh, I totally lost my train of thought there. Yeah, but it's true. Yeah, I think you're finished. It's not important. Yeah, no, everyone's got a lift pretty much because if you look at almost all the players last year with the, with the except odd young outlier, hmm. actually their 2021 was worse than their 2020. 
So yep. pretty much the whole team. I mean, Rapper had a better 2021. Yeah, he was it. And and, and the end, Sutton, Rapper, and Papa were the only three players who were seriously in contention for the uh, the 2021 Rage Review with Blake and the Pork yeah. player of the season. And in the end, Rapper won it easily. He was the only one who went yeah. through the whole season. And yeah, I still say that, I think... it's because I wrote him off at the beginning of the season. Yeah. The it death is, wish. Absolutely. He heard the podcast and he was like, screw you, Paul. But so, in saying that, in... what's really interesting is I, I, I went back and looked at um, Ricky's team selections and who we played at 13 last year wasn't what Landis Ball is. No, we, had yeah. we didn't get it. Soliola the whole season. We didn't get it. So this season, we're going we're gonna to have someone different. It's going to be a completely different season. And, and I, when, I, when I would say who's got to lift, I have to say Hodgson. If Hodgson lifts, we, we we're, we're top six done. Yeah, I, I didn't he's, 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 he will. He'll he's fight a top and he'll win. Two or three hooker in the competition. Yeah. He'll fight and he'll win. He's he's got he's got he's now playing. I believe he knows this is his last chance, and he's going to play like that, and he's going to fit in. He wants to do it, and and he will do it because he is he is a man. Not of great. He wants to just of great skill ass. and ability. He's a man of great integrity, <laughs> doesn't he? <laughs> He wants to shove him and say, "Show you, Rick." What, he'll what? get he'll get that Clive Churchill medal and he'll throw it at Rick and go, "There, yeah, happy. Well, you're not entertained. <laughs> Are you not entertained? Are you not in? No, and look, don't believe it. And look, you he know, can absolutely that's, do that's it. Spite and revenge. That's that's a very powerful motivation. So, look, I, I reckon stick it to Ricky. Once Nigel. things start going well, Bridges will rebuild between those two faster than you can pot faster than the zucchini grows, faster than mold in a teenage boy's Mate, bathroom. We, we all know if. If Josh if Josh Hodgson plays it to, to his potential and maybe the top three hookers in the competition, we're, we're an amazing team. Mm. Every, every Canberra probably, fan knows that. He's probably only going to play hooker for 20 minutes. Even though he's not my team, he probably is in Ricky's team. And he'll play hooker for 20 <laughs> oh, minutes. Oh, Blake, he's sold out. He'll play Blake, hooker for 20 minutes wait. and then he'll play seven round 12 or 13. He's serving some salami or some like spam sandwich to Blake and he's gonna be like oh I have to eat it because he knows that he's wrong like Hodgson's gonna kill it this year mate he's well, gonna kill it just just in light of um how well it worked on Rapa last year I I, I don't think I, I don't think Brad Schneider should be in the side I, I don't see him in the top 17 you know you know I can't Kiss see of I, death. I can't see us giving him the 2022 Raiders review of Blake and the Pork player of the season award in a premiership year just can't see it so nice kiss death. Now nice we have one. a listener of the week. We do, and it's actually someone that I'm pretty sure has been listener of the week before. Mm. Um, how's that spreadsheet coming along? Are you keeping track of all the... Yeah, no, I already told you I was never doing it. I'm not going to do it. I don't care. You're the stats man. You've got one job. I don't care. Keep a spreadsheet. Uh, I'm not going to do it. I'm, I have said loud and clear, I'm not keeping a freaking spreadsheet. Yeah, like yeah. Not doing it. Someone no, else's he has, job. He has people that do stuff for him, he explained to me uh, during the week. Um... Listen of the week, it's Will Sterling, WR Sterling on Twitter. He's one of the UK contingent, uh, mm-hmm. great fan. And look, we wanted someone to actually fix up a proper logo for us. And he did, and he came he through. Did. He, he came through in a big way. He actually got one of his, he's, he's like you, he had one of his little people had one of do his it people for him. Do it. And but, you should, uh, thanks, Will, we really appreciate it, mate. And you can be seeing some of his work when you order the next round of Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork, Ask Clown, Ask Clown Beanies, which will be coming out soon. Stay I th- tuned. It's Ask Clown, Ask Clown. It's not Ask Clown, Ask Clown, because it's spelt <laughs> Ask Clown on one side as requested by you. 
it's spelled correctly back. on one side, on, on the, the side that you it's insist on, it's spelled incorrectly. Ever made of all beanies, if you're, an, if you're in Ireland, it says arse clown, <laughs> and you're allowed to have the R because they say arse, but if you're anywhere else, it's arse. Have you seen any other... You others? can wake up and you can wear it one way, and then by lunchtime, if you change your mind, you can turn it around. You can wear it have, have, you seen, it have you seen many other people getting around the streets of LA with an arse clown beanie, or you're the only one so far? No, I've seen plenty. Yeah. Like Will Smith. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah, no, he's a long-time listener. The yeah. Denver Raiders and the Ars Clown. He, he, he prefers ass, though. Yeah, no, no. He's, he's an ass man. Oh, he's an ass man, definitely, Will Smith. I think he's also born on the same he's day as me, man. so, you know, it... it, it, it uh, Is he 58 as well? Fan, yeah, he's 59, thanks, mate. 59. <laughs> All right, we should wrap up. We should wrap okay, up. Okay, anyway, too long. we have gone too long, but uh, this has been the season preview of uh, the podcast formerly known as the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet, Raiders View with Blake and the Pork, brought to you with the dubious support of the Greenhouse, the Canberra Raiders number one fan forum on the internet. Get online and get interacting with yes, your fellow Canberra engaging. Raiders for us, as well as our good friends at Audio Technica and, of course, Landspeed Records. Come in and get your records from people who love the Canberra Raiders as much as you do. And if you've hung on this line, I guarantee you love the Canberra Raiders. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork.